Okay, before we jump into another episode of RHOD&D, we wanted to take a quick moment to shout out our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. We're an entirely independently run show, and we quite literally couldn't do it without your support, so thank you for joining our Patreon and helping us continue to make new episodes of RHOD&D. If you haven't checked it out yet, head on over to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd for access to our player character sheets, DM notes and confessionals, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast released every other Monday on our off weeks, live events, merch drops, the chance to name an NPC, and so much more. Patreon.com slash Housewives of D&D. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. RHO D&D is a sexy, terrifying, savage podcast for mature audiences. Content warnings can be found in the episode notes, along with links to all of our maps, transcripts, and ancillary content. Welcome back to another episode of RHOD&D. I'm Valen Shore, one of your DMs. And I'm Allison Zada, your other DM. And now we're going to ask the cast to introduce themselves, as always, starting with Riley Rose Critchlow. Oh, God, how do I always get to be first? Uh, I'm Riley Rose Critchlow, and I play Cassandra Kasternak. Great. Nicole Weiland? Oh, great. I'm Nicole Weiland, and I play Anya Amovich. Kosha Patel? I'm Kosha, and I play Kiki. And then we have our returning special guest NPC, Christy Wallace. Woo! Hello! I am playing Sister Rory. And today we have another special guest NPC, Heather McKinney! Woo! 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 All of Sinisterhood in the house! That's right. 100%. Heather, did I say your last name right? You did. Thank you so much. I'm Heather, and uh, I'm playing Sister Thea. Now we're going to play a little game called Confessional. This is, of course, the cute and very on-brand way to learn more about you and or your character. Our question today is, who was your first celebrity crush? 
Um, I'll go first. For me, it was the voice of Littlefoot. Nice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is not what I was expecting. A, because I know that there is a deep celebrity crush that you do have that started in childhood, but maybe it wasn't your first one. No, the first one was Littlefoot, and then there was Elton John. That's what I was thinking. Mm. I'm so devastated that neither of those are ever attainable. <laughs> And that's why I do what I do. (laughs) Kosha, what about you? Your first celebrity crush, Kiki's? I can't think of like my first, first one because I just have been crushing my whole life. But I remember, like, I remember, like, my first awakening was probably this Disney movie about this guy, and I was really excited because I went to an all-girls school, so I wasn't around guys a lot. But it was about this guy who's on the swim team, but then he turns into a merman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah of course, I remember the that movie. Thirteenth year, that's it, Christine. Yeah. Oh my god, I can like I can actually like remember his like he had like kind of like really subtle freckles. Yeah. I also really love the idea of like a merman. Like yeah. I was really into that at the time. Like I was like, I'm into mermaids, I'm looking for a merman, like screw human. Just people. a dickless merman. Yeah. Just a, just a dickless yeah. merman. Yeah. Yeah. Riley any celebrity crushes any first celebrity crushes yes i too have been boy crazy my entire life um my i don't this wasn't wasn't my first celebrity crush but my mo- my most significant celebrity crush was josh hartnett in a deep deep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like classic changing way what movie pearl harbor so probably the fa- i think the faculty is what kicked it kicked it right off Ooh. oh, oh yeah, so yeah we can get on board for that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. writing in my journal like i know this is crazy but I think I'm in love with Josh Hartnett. How? How could that be? He's a celebrity. I've never even met him, but I'm in love with him. Do you still have these journals? Can we do a dramatic reading? So the other thing that we need to find at some point is if you guys come to the island that I grew up on, there's like all of these old abandoned forts, like bunkers, um, that you can just like go explore and they're full of graffiti and stuff. And in one of them, there is... Uh, I think I did it in charcoal, so but it doesn't rain inside the bunker. But it, it's like a giant heart that says Riley plus Josh Hartnett in like twelve year olds <laughs> handwriting. Oh yes. my gosh, we will go. Uh, we will that's a tax deductible trip. Must find that out. is yeah. You got to preserve history. I love Chrissy. That. How, how about you? Well, my first crush um, that I can remember, and I want to preface this by saying I knew this person was deceased, and I still thought. <laughs> that I was going to marry them. As a child, I was probably, oh, I don't know, like six, seven. And I was like, I will marry Elvis Presley one day. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? My Honestly, I, I don't think it's that weird because I'm watching Real Housewives of New York right now, and that's Kristen's whole thing. Is that is oh, like really? this deep obsession with Elvis Presley to the point where she she did her bachelorette in Vegas, and and almost just went home with the Elvis impersonator and had to be like dragged away. Oh no. That's oh, gone no. too far. I had a 10th grade English teacher who was obsessed with Elvis to the point where there was a photo of him next to the president in our classroom. And she would say, he's the king and I'm his queen. Wow. <laughs> in front of the All children. Right. I love this. I love exactly her. why I hated yeah. school. What president? George W. Bush when I was in high school. Yeah. Of all the presidents. I yeah. know. To be like, oh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it was weird. It's a whole I, thing. Uh, my dad really liked Elvis. That's the only kind of... To, uh, now, I, ha- I can't stand, like, Elvis music and everything. So, but as far as, like, when I felt like, oh, things might be happening. Um, <laughs> I remember being, like, very into one of the Chris's from Criss Cross. Oh. 
That was like, yeah. which Chris? Get on board with that. Jump around. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Is just that one of them. I didn't know they were both Chris. Yeah. One of them. One of them's cross. One of them came. Um, Process of elimination. One of them went to rehab and the other one um, started a family. And I was the one into the one that went to rehab, which yeah. should be no surprise because I like a bad mm. boy. He's probably cooler. So, yeah. He parties, obviously. Yeah. He's not tied down to some family. Lame. Some cabinet company. Like Shay Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i for sure had a crisscross uh, poster oh i had so many in my room and my best friend at the time melanie was into the other chris so we we were like in seventh grade and we, that yeah, works out. we yeah. honestly thought we're gonna meet them because they're our age and we're gonna hit it off and then did you did you like start wearing out. your pants backward as i an didn't attempt? well i went to a private school so we had oh. uniforms so mm. we didn't have pants <laughs> But God. we did roll our skirts up real high. That's how they do it. in that for a lot. So. Did they make you kneel to see if your skirt would they touch the ground? They made you hold your arms down by your side to see if your fingertips, mm-hmm. if it was mm-hmm. above your fingertips. Yeah. Always was. That's crazy. Ugh, that is it. crazy. It really in is. In ninth grade, I basically came to school naked. I was wearing like <laughs> dickies that were to my ass crack and now. essentially a tube top. And no one said a fucking word to me. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And with that, I think it's time to play some D&D, but we will pick back up with the rest of these confessional answers in our next episode. Last week on RHO D&D, you finished your journey through the Vulture Queen's tomb, where housewives were dropping like hamster rabbits. <laughs> Cece turned into a small stone dragon, and Dr. Christina was still unconscious after her encounter with the Vulture Queen. <sighs> Under the lingering influence of MDMA and a charm spell, Cass and Anya got along surprisingly well during their alone time, (laughs) but both felt pretty weird about it the next day, Uh when Bryn (laughs) proved himself useful for once by helping you escape the tomb. Wild. And outside, Kiki reappeared, sporting a black eye that no one seems too concerned about, and with seemingly no memory of how she survived her fall from the sky or found her way back to the housewives. Cass tried to convince the group to leave her apparently poisoned former bestie behind, but was overruled and rode off towards Other City, (laughs) leaving the rest of you no choice but to follow. But your journey was cut short when you met two halflings, Sister Rory and Sister Magnus, thanks, both members of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Plants, who invited you back to their community to see the night bloom and meet their leader, the mysterious Brother Zane. What awaits you at the Sisterhood Settlement? And who is this other sister Rory speaks of? Is Cass about to meet her match in Brother Zane? And will anyone ever ask any more questions about how Kiki got that black eye? <laughs> no. Find out this week on <laughs> RHO D&D. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you are all standing together on the riverbank, having just completed your journey across the raging waters. Kiki and Sister Magnus are still dripping wet, and Sister Rory is still completely nude. (laughs) You are all still hovering slightly above the ground, but as the effects of the plant begin to wear off, you do start to come back down to earth. Kiki naps on Brock's back, and the other horses stomp their hooves and snort in the late afternoon light. As Christian hovers in midair, somehow managing to hold both the unconscious Dr. C and her bags in his talons, Sister Magnus looks up at the sky. The sun will be setting soon, she says. We should not tarry. Tarry? I think this is a good idea. Let us go. Did you want... Can I, Cass, I think Cass is going to offer uh, Sister Rory her cloak. 
again? Did I do this before? Don't even remember. Your sneaky cloak? You did. Uh, Rory chose not to wear it because she wanted to find a cloak of her own. Right. Um, rather than, yeah, but, you know. Oh, then be given a cloak again. Okay, so Cass is just going to be like, just FYI, just as a reminder, should you want a cloak of your own volition, your own, you know, if you wanted to decide to take a cloak by yourself, my cloak is your cloak. I'm just saying. Thank you. I'm going to just stay nude for Great. now <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah, live your life. Thanks totally. So I feel like I've really dropped a lot of my baggage. Mm-hmm. There, I can't hide anywhere when I'm like this. So, you really can't. You know, I feel like I'm my most authentic self. Yes. Gay. I love that. Do you want to get on a, do we have an extra horse or what are, what's our horse count? You have three <laughs> horses total. Three horses total. Bryn is on butter and I would happily toss Magnus up there so that she doesn't have to walk because I know she's also. Bryn is riding his own horse. <laughs> okay, first of all, he was on there during the, the float river situation. Okay, because I don't take any chances with my special boy. Um, <laughs> but we're giving him his own horse? My question remains. No, no, it's my, it's our horse. It's, it's the Amovich family horse. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. With the cart. No, the cart is gone. Yeah, we lost the carts. They went down the river. Oh, good. Both carts, the traveling plants cart and the, the housewife's cart are both down the river. Mm -hmm. So Cass is going to get up on Cordelia and Rory, Rory, would you like to ride on Cordelia with me or would you prefer to walk proudly nakedly through the woods and lead us to wherever we're going? I would like to walk and Great. guide you to Brother Zane. Ooh. Perfect. I, I love that about you. Okay, so Anya's going to toss Magnus up there if she's okay with that. She's okay with that. Okay, great. Um, I'm going to take the reins for Brock and for Butter because I think Kiki's still asleep on there unless you're waking up. <laughs> and I guess I'm just going to follow behind Cordelia and Cass and Sister Rory. Okay, great. So um, everyone then follows Rory as she leads the way through the trees on the path. And uh, as you follow So in the distance, you begin to see small tented structures that get slightly larger as you approach. And you can see that they are arranged in a roughly circular shape. And moving in and around the tents, you see more halfling women wearing white caps and red cloaks. And as you get closer, one of them sees you and lets out a cry of welcome, which causes everyone to turn in your direction. And they all begin to smile and wave. And that one who cried out first runs out to greet Rory at the entrance to the village. Oh, there's a map. Oh, oh my God. Little olives. <laughs> I love it. Yes, and this is introducing Heather's character, Sister Thea. If you Woo! just want to describe a little bit about her and uh, what she looks like. Sister Thea is a three-foot-tall little hobbit, and she's wearing a cloak, <laughs> but now that she sees that it's optional, she's having second thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> And is wondering if she should undress as a sign of respect for the guests. Mm. Okay. Mm. I mean, we are clothed. Um, we would appreciate that. <laughs> but, um, you know. Yeah, so, Sister Theo, as you run up to Sister Rory, who is unclothed, you also see the sight of this caravan of medium-sized humanoids behind her. Oh, Rory, you've done it. You've brought us new friends for the Feast of the Night Bloom. Hi, all. Hi, I'm Sister Thea. 
You might you might have heard of me. I'm sure I'm sure you have. Oh, hi. I'm Cassandra Kasternak. You might have heard of me. I think you probably have. Oh, I'm excited too now. I haven't. Kiki but... has has woken up. <laughs> Kiki heard the word feast and just like <laughs> popped up. Okay, yeah. So Kiki, when you pop up and you look around, if you uh, all want to look at the map, it's glorious. Yes, really do. Um, this is the wow. sisterhood of the traveling plants settlement. As you look through this this map and like look at what the settlement is, you see that all of these tents are woven from natural materials mm. and they are built around tree trunks. And each of them are two stories high with bridges made of wood and rope weaving through the trees to connect the upper levels. And Christian immediately flies Dr. C up to a crook in one of the trees and kind of places her there dangling. Right. Um, and members of the sisterhood are everywhere. They're hurrying along the bridges. They're tending to rows of growing plants. Several of the sisters are setting a long wooden table with uh, two low benches on either side and a large throne-like chair at its head. And as you stand there, the scent of wood smoke wafts through the air, mingling with the fragrance of the blooming flowers and herbs. And there's also a light, intoxicating scent that you cannot place. And then as you look closer, you see that two of these tents do seem larger than the others. One of them is this one that's closest to the entrance, kind of right across from um, the bottom corner where you're coming in. And there's one right in the village center that also seems larger. And at the entry to both of those two tents stands a sister guarding the tent, their back straight and their eyes straight ahead. How do the sisters seem to be reacting to naked sister Rory. So they're all doing their chores. They're just going about their business, but they see that there are visitors and they see Rory and they see that she's naked and they're starting to whisper to each other Mm. very um, covertly, very like not wanting to be caught gossiping, but it's it's happening. You you do notice that some of them are shaking their heads as though they are very disappointed in Rory's (laughs) behavior. Well, welcome to our village. Um, This is my very special best friend that I was telling everyone about. This is Sister Thea. Hi. It's so nice to meet you all. Hello, Sister Thea. So nice to meet you. Once again, I am Cassandra Kasternak. Um, Perhaps you've heard of my very famous line of luxury women's empowerment retreats, Women Pow. Maybe you might have noticed that your friend Sister Rory is no longer wearing clothes. And this is just one of the many stages um, on the way to becoming an empowered woman. And, and I hope that you embrace her fully in her new, nude self. Oh, certainly. Everyone around here, they're, they're just jealous because we're best friends and it's, it's kind of a special night for us. I, I thought that's why you were nude. I thought you were just, you know, getting to the feast party early. Yeah, I've been indulging in my own feast for the past what? however long we've been gone. Time, I'm not sure how much time has passed, Wait. to be honest. But I am naked as I stand before you because I have decided I am going to bear my soul and bear all to the sisterhood, but especially to Brother Zane, and I'm going to tell him how I really feel tonight at the feast. <gasps> wait, wait, we said we would do the feast. Everybody's been preparing. They put the table out, and you know, that, that big chair, he says I get to sit in the chair. I know. <laughs> he, he, he just walks up to eavesdrop. Oh, hi there. <laughs> just to like, are you are you pretending to do something else? Is Kiki pretending to like not be listening? No, she's just pretending that no one can see her. She's just like subtly <laughs> like, love that. This one, this, yes. yeah, this one's, this one's a little weird. Okay. Oh. Kiki so. just subtly whispers, are you guys lovers? <laughs> oh, 
okay, Kiki, Cash just puts a hand on her shoulder and she's like, Sister Thea, I, I do want to encourage you to go through with the feast. We're all very hungry. I could really go for a feast right now. So I think we definitely still want to do the feast. Feast is still on. But I think I just need to have a word or two with um, Billy Zane or whoever it is that's in charge of this operation oh, and just like chat real quick because it seems like maybe there's some not so empowering choices being made and I would love to just have a discussion with him about it. I see how you might be confused and think that he's not empowering us, but he, he kind of oppresses everybody, so in that way, it's it's kind of empowering for us all, right? But but for me, I'm the special one. Yeah, I love that that's where your head is at. Um, keep that mentality. We're just going to probably transfer that over to maybe like a slightly <laughs> different way of thinking, but like not a complete overhaul. So on the right track. So I can follow someone. It's just it shouldn't be him. Maybe yeah. somebody like you. Oh, I mean, what a great idea. I wasn't thinking that, but you know what? You're right. I would love to help you on your journey. (laughs) How Um, crazy. Heather, could you roll an insight check, please? Let's see. I have my dice up. And and while that's happening, um, one of the 97 other sisters runs up (laughs) and taps Sister Thea on the shoulder and is holding all of these flower crowns and is just like so grateful. Like, thank you so much for spending all night making these, Sister Thea. You are, uh, you were so responsible. We love you so much. And it's it's very clear as that sister walks away and kind of gives Sister Rory the side eye that there is a little bit of a difference in social classes here. I rolled a five. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Yeah. So you have no reason to distrust Cassandra at the moment. She seems very trustworthy, especially with Sister What do you mean at the moment? (laughs) Um, And also while this was happening, Anya was looking for a place to tie off the horses that we have, the three of them, Cordelia, Brock, and Butter. And then she's taken Magnus off of the horse and placed her on the ground and also taken Bryn down. And she just leans into Bryn and she says, Bryn, my special boy. I just want you to stay close to me, okay? Because this is new place, and we don't know these people. And if you want, you know you are always welcome on my breast, but I want to give you a little bit of time to stretch your gorgeous legs. Is this okay? He looks up at you, and he he reaches out his legs to stretch them, and he smiles at you while he does it. Um, and he says, yes, can you, can you do me a favor? Of course, my special boy. What is it? Will you ask Cassandra if I can play with Stone Cece? Yes, I will. I will ask her. Um, just, I'm going to ask her on the mind phone, okay? So you will not hear, but I will ask her, okay? Hold on one second. You still have the rings oh, on. Shit. Can you? Oh. Only Kiki has the ring, ring, ring oh, off. Oh no, it's devastating. Kiki just walks by, like doing this and looking at her nail. Oh, <laughs> so rude. Cass, Cass, can I borrow you for a quick second? Uh, just one quick itty bitty moment. Cass? It feels like you could have already said what you want. Yes, what is it, Anya? Oh, my God. Cass, I'm so sorry. You did not respond. I did not know what to do. Anyway, Bryn um, is is going to, you know, be here and doing his thing and sort of playing a little. And he was wondering. He's a little bored. Can he maybe play with Stone Cece? Oh. Yeah, no. As much as I love your creepy little child that you drag everywhere, I don't think I'm going to give him the stone version of our friend. Okay, Brian, I'm so sorry. Cass said no. All right. Cass is also going to stay on Cordelia and ride into camp with her fucking crown on her head and her big ass regal purple cloak Ooh. like draped across the back of the horse. Oh, wow. And she's feeling, she's feeling it. Okay, great. So as you do that, <laughs> the seas of sisters kind of part for you and they, they're a little like, whoa, there's someone 
bringing a horse in here. You know, it's a little bit like that. Cass is like looking down at them and like dragging the tips of her fingers through the crowd, just sort of like caressing people's <laughs> hair a little bit and being like, hello, yes, I have arrived. It's me, Cassandra Kasternak. Hello. <laughs> They're all kind of whispering excited to each other. And one of them looks up at you and says, are you here for the for the feast? Of course. I mean, it's such an honor that you would throw a feast for me um, just for my arrival. I, I couldn't be more honored. Thank you so much. What a wonderful gesture. Brother Zane. Brother Zane has blessed us again by bringing us more followers. Oh, happy day. Yeah, where's Brother Zane at? Can, is Brother Brother Zane? He's getting ready for the ceremony. Uh, can I just say something? Brother Zane didn't bring these new friends to the encampment. Um, I clearly brought them. Rory! Yeah, I brought them. Rory, you can't take credit for anything, remember? That's one of the rules with Brother Zane. Even if you did do it, because, you know, we all do things. Like those crowns, he was up all night making them. Don't look at my bloody stumps of fingers. Thea, you need to come into your own and get confidence. Listen, Cassandra's been Empowerment. Empowerment is the word you're looking for. Empowerment. You need Cassandra's been talking to me about empowerment, okay? And we don't have any of that here. Well, we're empowered because I get to sit in that feast chair. You know, we have the blood sacrifice. I don't know really what that's all about, but tonight is the feast of the night bloom. And Brother Zane said I was the the important one tonight. Kiki wants to interrupt this conversation and just like come right in between the two of these girls and be like, hey guys, so tell me more about this feast. Oh, Oh, the feast? Well, the feast... Thea, go ahead. It's it's delightful. We have all of the harvest from all the year. We save it for tonight. And the night bloom, which Brother Zane speaks with. That, that's why we all left our families, so that we mm. can gather around the magic night bloom. But only Brother Zane can talk to it, which is interesting because one time... Is there going to be chicken? Chicken? No, it's all edible flowers. Ooh. Oh, yeah, we eat flowers. Pretty much you know, only flowers and plants, anything from the earth. I tried tree bark once. I wouldn't recommend it. I chipped it, too. Yeah, the bark's a little rough around here. Um, grass. Thea makes an excellent grass salad. Kiki slowly backs away. Oh, a grass salad? You haven't lived until you've had a grass salad. Slowly. Thea's grass salad is legendary around these parts. Absolutely. I don't want to give Kiki any ideas, but as you look around, Kiki, at your new vegan environment, you do see a bunch of cats roaming the premises as well. <laughs> and particularly going into that tent that has a cat on it. Ah, oh, the cat tent. But anyway, Kiki wants to go into the cat tent. Okay, so she heads towards that way. In the midst of this conversation, this very small conversation of small people happening in front of me, <laughs> I feel like perhaps they're not using their speaking voices like they could and should. What? So Cass is just going to um, <clears throat> clear her throat and then, uh, with a, a very supported diaphragm, announce to the crowd, of course you should be able to take credit for your own achievements <gasps> as empowered women. This is one of the the founding principles of women, pow. And just then, a big plume of purple smoke arises from the biggest tent on, on the settlement, and Brother Zane walks out. Oh, no. Rory is very... Rory's got the ick, and she just says, Ah, he's so extra. Thea's stomach hurts because she feels like she's going to get in trouble. And she has to protect Roy. She's got her arm up over Roy's tits just to try to cover. Like, We're all cool here. Cass can see that she's there's cool. some fear in the group. So she just says, get behind me, girls. It's okay. It's okay. I'll 
handle this. Everyone's fine. Just get behind mm, me. Uh, Cass, I'm a little worried that we are coming in. Not and... you, Anya. The followers. The followers. Yeah, no, I will never be behind you. Okay? <laughs> yeah, no. I'm just a little worried that we are coming in here not knowing anything about their culture and, like, so relieved they're vegan because for a split second hearing about this feast, I thought it was us. But now I am relieved <laughs> that they are eating mostly flowers and, um... You know, maybe we don't fuck with Brother Zane before we figure out the deal here, you know? Well, actually, we have to clear something up. The feast, as we said, is when we, oh, no. we have our blood sacrifice. So this one time of year, we do eat more than just flowers. Bryn, please, will you get in my top? Bryn <laughs> climbs immediately into your top. Thank you so much. May I ask what Bryn is exactly? He is my son, and you are not to speak of him again. Thank you so <laughs> much. He's like a very tender, okay. slow, like dry rubbed half elf. Um, like I a very, like God. an aged sort of um, premium top oh, shelf oh, half elf child. I once, too, was in love with an elf, so I understand. <laughs> Thank you, Sister Rory. Rory had to leave him behind. We had to leave everything yeah. behind when we joined. I did. Because that's how dedicated we are. But honestly... Well, that's how dedicated you are, Thea. What? Oh. Thea, I've been thinking while I've been naked, and I just don't think this is the life for me anymore. We don't have any autonomy. Don't you want to go and be able to make flower crowns and get the credit you deserve? The credit you deserve, Cass repeats. (laughs) Of course course I do. This is why Brother Sane said that we can't get naked except for whenever he's around because we'll start Mm -hmm. to get ideas in our heads. But you know what? I love you and, and, and we're best friends and if they're all going to look at you that way, I'm getting naked too. Take it off. And then suddenly a loud, clear chime rings through the air, stopping Thea just before she disrobes. <gasps> and as one, all of the sisters turn their heads towards the source of the chime. And it is, of course, Sister Magnus holding aloft a small silver bell. And she calls out, everyone, please gather around. <gasps> with the closest thing to a smile on her face that you have ever seen. <laughs> and she gestures towards this plume of purple smoke and the the glorious figure that is emerging from it and says let us welcome brother zane praise and with thunderous applause he says i'm here you can tell that brother zane is very good looking halfling he's got like a dark hair thing maybe a bowl cut swept to the side jonathan taylor thomas oh my god so just billy zane like a small billy zane small billy zane (laughs) (laughs) you know he uses his eyebrows aggressively and blinks often with purpose and all of it has a subtext so he walks through this purple smoke and is escorted by another halfling that looks Uh, very capable of fighting, so kind of like his security. Mm. And they start walking to the left side of the map where you see a little stage, a wooden stage. Um, We call it the soapbox. A stage. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, he's going to do his performance. Just, you have to pretend like you like it or he's going to get very upset. You have to throw a lot of woos in, and, and if you have, like, a piece of clothing, you can... Sorry, Rory, but if you have something you can wave <laughs> over your head, he likes that, too. He really likes a lot of a lot of oomph from the crowd. Yeah, he Otherwise, wants a lot of excitement. Yeah, he'll get really mad. But also, I'm feeling spicy tonight. 
So as as Sister Rory is saying this, you notice how about a hundred sisters are all gathering in front of that kind of wooden stage soapbox in between the two fields of crops. Mm. And Sister Magnus steps onto the stage as well as Brother Zane. And he says, Tonight is the night we've all been waiting for. I have worked so hard for today. Many conversations with the night bloom have led us here. And tonight we feast and we give back in return for all of the gifts the night bloom has given us. But first, the documentation. Yes. <sighs> this is the beginning of the process of discovering who, if any of you, are worthy enough to receive the gifts from the night bloom. I think I'm worthy. Thea, you are worthy, but of so much more. Cass looks around going, oh my God, I wonder who it could be. Cass, Cass, <laughs> Cass, Cass. Rory takes Cass over to the side where it's just the two of them and tries to stand on her tippy toes to get level with the horse, which she can't because she's three feet tall. But she looks up and says, Cass, I have to tell you something. You don't want to be the chosen one. Mm, are you sure? The chosen one is going to be sacrificed. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thea keeps inching towards the stage because she wants to get closer. So, like, maybe Sister Magnus feels like a good choice, right? Because, like, yes, we don't Sister like Magnus her too much. Oh, yeah. oh, my gosh. Hold on. Pick me. Thea. What? Get back from the stage. No, I'm trying to hear. I want to get closer and hear. <laughs> He's not going to be able to see me wave my cap if I'm not closer. He's going to grab you. If you're tugging at her, you can do a strength check, Christy, for oh, Sister okay. Rory, if you yes. like. I'm going to run up and tug on Thea's cloak to try and get her to stop. And I, oh, it's a four. Oh, no. And I need to roll? No, you're good. You slip out of her grasp and you're able to go as close to the stage as you'd like. Oh, mm. I'm going to get closer. Oh, he's going to pull Kiki aside real quick. Uh, Kiki's in the cat tent. Yeah, oh, she's fuck. heading towards the cat tent. Where is Kiki? You can run after her. Yeah, I'm going to go look for, for Kiki. As you turn around, you can just see her back going into the biggest tent on the far right. How many cats are out here? I just... I'm going to stop and pet every cat on my way, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, there's a, then it takes you a long time to get over there because Great. there are a lot of cats. And so it does. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode is brought to you by the new podcast, Anomaly. If you love to immerse yourself in fantasy films or escape from reality in an RPG as much as we do, there's another great podcast out there that we think you'll love. Anomaly is a role-playing meditation podcast that's like listening to a great dungeon master combined with a talented meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination while you learn to center yourself, offer forgiveness, find confidence, and relieve stress. In the first campaign, you'll be introduced to the world of Anomaly and learn about its lands, magic, and secrets. As your story unfolds across eight chapters, you'll imagine yourself in scenarios such as learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon. Anomaly features the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard and is available now on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Anomaly spelled with an I-E at the end, not a Y.
Go to S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A-L-I-E.com. That's SeekAnomaly.com to find out more. So while Anya's petting cats on her way to the cat tent, <laughs> Sister Magnus steps forward and she looks very somber, but also very excited because she loves this part. And she says, I'm sorry to say that I documented several instances of undesirable behavior with Sister Rory today. Sister Rory once again overindulged on the plants we were meant to be selling, oh. including our precious night bloom, and even shared with several humans and several horses, none of whom had taken the oath of the sisterhood, which, as you all know, is against the rules. She is also disrobed in front of complete strangers and has been whispering foul things about Brother Zane himself. And I sadly cannot make an official written report because I lost my notebook in the river, which was, in a way, also Sister Rory's fault. Oh, no. <laughs> and she steps wow. back. Well, well, well. There's a husher over the crowd. Like, everyone's super disappointed in Rory. And Brother Zane says, Now, now, stop growing, stop growing. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do we do when one of our own is struggling? He asks the crowd. Cass goes, Empower them! <laughs> and the, the sisters glance towards Cass and they start to whisper amongst themselves, but then as one, most of their voices cry out, We hold them tighter! That's right, Sister Rory needs us more than ever. She needs our support. He's looking at Cass this whole time on Cordelia the horse as he's saying that. And he's saying, Excuse me, who are you? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> and Cass rides through the crowd to the front of the stage. <laughs> Do the tiny ones have enough time with, to move? With, like, medium disregard for human safety. Okay. Not, like, violently, but, like, not super carefully. Yeah, it trots up. Yeah. Okay. They have time to get out They've of They've got way. time, but, like, if they didn't, that's on them. Yeah. Um, so she's yeah. gonna, like, ride up right to the front of the stage. Can the horse go up on the stage? Ideally, she'd like to ride the horse up on the stage. Animal handling tech, please. <laughs> oh, fuck. That is an eight. Mm. Yeah, you try to get the horse to do that thing where it goes up and it kind of puts like w- one hoof on to the, the stage and kind of slips back off. All right. Yeah, I meant to do that. Um, I'll just stay here. This is fine. I'm still pretty tall because I'm a human and I'm on a horse. Uh, hello. And they're halflings. That's right. Hi, my name is Cassandra Kasternak. It's so kind of you to welcome me into your village. Uh, you're and Billy Zane. Is that is, is that's your name? It's so nice to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Love your films. Big fan. He looks at you. He's very intrigued by you, actually. And well, yeah, he's he's gonna be like, where are you from? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm from the faraway land of Anaheim, <laughs> and I come here as a leader from one of the world's most. I'm gonna go ahead and say the world's most powerful organization, <gasps> Women Pow. And it seems as though maybe there's a an imbalance of power happening here. And I would love to just share some tips and tools, perhaps a training session with you um, to encourage everyone to be a little bit more empowered. Okay. Well, do you know how things work around here? I sure don't, but it does remind me of the movie Midsommar, so I'm just going to assume <laughs> all of that. Truly. Well, did you say your name? I forgot already. Cassandra Kasternak. <laughs> Miss Cassandra Kasternak. Um, please stay for dinner. Tonight is not a night that we discuss business. Tonight is a night of celebrating. You see all of our congregation here. He points to the sea of sisters. They've been working so hard, day in, day out, farming, 
Harvesting, surviving, taking care of me. It's a big job. Tonight we relax and celebrate. Yeah, it seems like a big job. Why don't you stick around, see a demonstration of what we do around here, enjoy the food at the feast. Tomorrow we'll get down to business. And I would love to hear all the things that you would like to, um, you know, maybe we can improve. And he looks at the crowd and goes like, hmm? Yeah, that sounds great. You know what I would also love to do is give you a demonstration of what I do. <laughs> and she hops off the horse and gets up on the stage and goes, Rory, where's Rory? Sister Rory, come to the stage, please. <gasps> Rory, Rory looks straight ahead and locks eyes with Cass and gets a boost of confidence and with her tiny naked body marches straight towards that stage. <laughs> And Thea walks right up next to her and puts her knees right up on the stage so she's watching. Everybody, everybody, this is Sister Rory. Like, we know. Earlier this afternoon, Sister Rory went through a transformation. They know me. (laughs) They know who I am. As you know, this is Sister Rory, your well-known sister that you're all familiar with. Earlier today, Sister Rory went through a transformation. She started out a a lost sister in the wood, wearing a a, a robe similar to another TV show that you probably haven't heard of, and she had an awakening, nay, an empowerment in the woods near the river. She had an empowerment. It was gorgeous, and she is no longer wearing clothes because of how empowered (laughs) she feels. Can't you feel the empowerment radiating off of her. I had an empowerment in the woods earlier, and I would like to address my fellow sisters, but especially Brother Zane. I have decided I no longer will be a sister of the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. What? Plants. Plants. Did I say pants? You don't have either, so it's fine. You know what? I just had another empowerment. Cass goes, bing, behind her. She's like making sound effects. Rory addresses everyone. Come with me. Take your robes off. The irony is we don't have pants in the sisterhood of the traveling pants. We are our own pants. Get naked and come with me. Yes, yes, come with us. Christy, can you give us a persuasion check? Yes, with disadvantage only because you've been discredited by Brother Zane. Three. Damn. Does Cass's endorsement give her anything? Because Cass is very persuasive in her crown. Oh, you're you're wearing your crown. Okay, so Brother Zane looks to you, Cassandra, and says, Well, anyone here is allowed to participate in the documentation. Is there something that you would like to say on Sister Rory's behalf? I don't know what a documentation is, so I'm just going to ignore this question entirely. But um, <laughs> let's talk more about this human sacrifice you guys are making tonight, because I feel like that's probably not the best choice. Meanwhile, Brother Zane is motioning for uh, Sister Elka and Sister Pluvius Rain to come closer to the stage. <laughs> What a great name. Where do we get that name? Well, Pluvius Rain is a name that was uh, suggested by our our patron, Abigail P. Thank you so much, Abigail. Thanks, Abigail P. Pluvius Rain. I'm going to talk to Pluvius Rain for sure. (laughs) We love a weather moment. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's switch over to the cat tent for a second. Yes, so Kiki, followed by Anya, have entered into this tent that is large and dimly lit. And all the sounds from outside, the people, Brother Zane, everything that's going on out there, the sound is so... Suddenly muffled. It's very quiet in this tent, and the air is hazy and thick 
with sweet smelling smoke. And you can see um, that recently several people had been lounging around on pillows and blankets. You can still see the indentations of their bodies. And um, there are, I guess, like little little mugs of tea still steaming and uh, little uh, little bowls where rolled up joints are still still aflame. I love the self-loathing <laughs> when you said joints. <laughs> but the sisters have clearly left them behind in a hurry to go out and witness the documentation. Um, mm. But in the room, there are several cats stretched out and purring and looking very relaxed. <laughs> it's like an Amsterdam coffee shop. Kiki, I feel like for living in the forest, this is not a very fire-safe situation. And Anya's going to put out each joint. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki's like... Dr. Anya, these freaks are on drugs. Yes, they are. They are all on drugs. In fact, I hate to remind you, Kiki, but we did a lot of drugs to float over the river. (laughs) And you know what? I would do it again. But it seems like they have a lot of different flowers, different drugs. So I don't want to drink any of these teas or really any of their food because like, what if they dose us? Kiki's like trying to like give Dr. Anya some side eye, but it's like really hard with her swollen black eye. So she just kind of is like (laughs) looking at her normally. so much pain. How did this black eye come to you? How did you, do you remember anything coming back? Well, why don't you tell me how you think it came to me and I'll tell you if that's what happened. (laughs) I mean, I have no idea. You were with us. You were flying away from Horrifying Mansion and then you were gone. And I did not see you for a long time. I know, that's crazy, right? (laughs) Yes, babe, do you remember even one fucking thing about what happened to you? Well, that's the thing. It's like so crazy. And now I have this black eye. Okay, um, do you want to put the, I mean, I, I, I'm sure these little ladies have some sort of salve, but we'll have to ask them because, you know, again, lots of drugs. <laughs> and then Anya pets a cat, sits down. Great. Yeah. Kiki watches that with disgust and then sort of just um, reaches into her cockroach bag and pulls out her flask. Ooh. And she she decides to like try out this little potion on her eye and then walk out. Oh, the golden flask? Yeah. Yeah. So Anya watches as Kiki pulls out this beautiful golden flask and um, oh my God. pours a little bit on her eye. And while it seems to make the swelling go down a little bit, the black eye is still there. Kiki, what is that? Oh, it's gold. <laughs> True, true, true true enough. You're being very cagey. And usually this is, you know, this is uncommon for you. But I'm kind of liking this change. So I'm just going to let you sit in that. Great. And then Kiki like shrugs and is like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, um, I also feel like I'd like to, uh, while I'm on the ground petting a cat, I'd like to investigate this place a little closer, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could you roll for investigation? I'd love to. That's a 16. Cool. Mm. As you're looking behind the counter, you see like a couple of copper pieces. You can pick those up if you want. I do. (laughs) And then in a little decorative bowl hidden in the corner of one of the shelves is a necklace that's sitting in that little bowl. What does it look like? It has different colored of like clay beads that have been painted Mm. with occasional silver beads with um, little symbols on them. What do the symbols look like? One's like a little water drop Mm -hmm. and 
a little outline of um, like a cloud. Well, Anya's gonna, I mean, I, she doesn't want Kiki to know she's necessarily ransacking the place. So maybe I'm gonna um, <laughs> sleight of hand that little BB sure. right into my yeah. pocket. Sleight of hand. Go on ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an eight. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, Kiki can see you pick it up and and put it in your bag. But she, you know, who knows what Kiki feels about that? Honestly, who knows what Kiki feels about anything? Truly. (laughs) Kiki is like, that necklace is hideous. You should be hiding the fact that you're stealing it. And then she she sticks her head out of the tent to catch, like, some fresh air. Okay, yeah. You also could go up those stairs inside the tent and um, take a little walk on the rope bridge on the second story. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, Kiki definitely wants to do that. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So you're walking up the stairs, and there's a bunch of cats all around you. um, So you do have to step carefully. Kiki, like, kicks one of them. (gasps) Kiki, no! (gasps) What did the kitty do to you? Hello, little kitty. Hey, Bryn, Bryn, look. Look at all the kitties. Bryn would like to, he asks if he can get out so he can play with the cats. Of course, my boy, but you must stay close, okay? We still are in tenuous situation, potentially. It's either very chill or very not chill, okay? He nods. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and Kiki turns back around and looks at Bryn and is like... Kiki. Okay. Okay. In the parlance of the town, stop growing. You two, intervention right now. Okay. Kiki, look me in the face. Do you love me? Be careful. Be honest. And, and, and Kiki, Kiki is really confused by this question. I don't know if her eyes are showing how confused she is, but she's wondering, like, mm. what's Dr. Anya's motive here? And then she thinks about it for, like, a really long time. And then she's like, do you want me to love you? Okay, Kiki, I just got big blast of your sensuality. You can get it, okay? I don't want you to physically love me right now. At a later date, we can discuss, okay? I am very open. However, I am asking if you love me as a friend. Do you care about me? And without a beat, Kiki's like, no. (gasps) And she's like confused at why Anya might think this. Oh, I think Anya has to roll for hurt feelings. Oh, man. Is there a modifier for that, Allison? Um, How have we been doing it? Uh, your past. constitution. The higher the constitution, the more okay. you're able to keep it together. Well, I have a four with my modifier. So I rolled a natural one. It was a critical fail on that yeah. one. Yeah. So oh, your yeah. feelings are very the most. So you're devastated. Yeah. That's the most hurt your feelings could possibly be. Oh, Anya's dang. trying to save face, but she's doing a really bad job. And she's like holding Bryn's hand and like sh- shaking a little bit. And she's like, okay, well, this is news to me. She's involuntarily crying just a little bit, but she's like really fighting to hold those tears back. Um, and she's like, I was hoping that you cared about me as a friend. And I could tell you in this moment that like your friendship is important to me and that this Bryn is my son. And this is unacceptable. And I'm so sorry. I have to go. And she like turns on her heel and drags Bryn up the stairs. And Bryn just looks back at Kiki. Kiki (laughs) is so confused. Kiki is so confused at what just happened. Like she feels like someone has asked her to do very complicated math. uh... She's like that meme of the woman surrounded by the different. (laughs) Yeah, she's she's just like really uh, confused at that. And just slowly starts to walk up the stairs a little bit un- a little bit like unsure of herself so you're following anya yeah okay cool so you're both going up the stairs so you're all up on the stage 
Brother Zane has kind of made these head nods to get some brawn over by his side. And he looks over at Cassandra, who is at this point causing a disturbance and not doing um, the documentation as part of the ceremony. And he's going to suggest to you to follow him for a demonstration of the night bloom. Could you roll a wisdom saving throw? And if you get an 18 or above... You don't have to follow it. Sure didn't happen. Uh, I got seven. Nice. Mm. Yeah. So as he says, would you like a demonstration of the night bloom? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Sure would. (laughs) And he looks at Rory and he says, I have a feeling the night bloom is going to want to say a few things to you if you'd like to come along. Could you also roll a d20, Sister Rory? Yes. I got a four. Can I add anything to that? <laughs> Here we go. Do I add anything? Yeah, but it's not going to matter. No? Okay. I'm going too. Well, if, if Sister Rory's going, Sister Thea wants to go too. Yes. If I have to go, then I would like if Sister Thea could come too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should come. Everybody, we're going to go look at the night bloom. Come on. <laughs> the more the merrier, he says. So yeah, you're walking towards that middle tent right there. Sister Pluvius kind of runs ahead of everybody because they were supposed to be guarding the night bloom. Oops. As we're walking, Cass is going, night bloom, and the whole, all the sisters. Everyone picks up with it. Yeah. Yes. This is my dream. Cass's dream. Take it, Sister Rory. Well, if I'm going to take it, then I'm going to take it. Brother Zane. The shenanigans have gone on long enough. <laughs> I just meant like sing a verse, but no, do it, do it, go for it. I like no, this. <laughs> I'm taking it, Cassandra. I'm taking it to the top. And the top of this, I'm just gonna call it what it is. Cult what? is Brother Zane. And he is the one that we should sacrifice to the night bloom tonight. Who's with me? Yes! <laughs> Everybody in the radius of Brother Zane, please roll a d20 and make it charisma saving throw. Does that include? It does not us, right? Yeah, you're on the bridge, so I think you're far enough away to be out of range. Cool. Do I get advantage on that? Yes, you can have advantage on it, Riley, because of the crown. Yeah, okay, cool. I got a 13. Okay, so I have a three. <laughs> nice. 20? 20? You got a 20, Heather? I rolled a 20. <gasps> nice. Yeah. Wonderful. Nice. Hell yeah. All right, so everybody who didn't roll over an 18, any feelings of hostility or excitement, go away. You feel completely calm. You feel completely neutral and peaceful. Great. I like it here. I've suddenly had a change of heart. But I rolled 20, so am I, like, fired up? Yeah, Yeah, you see, uh, for you, uh, Sister Thea, you watch how everyone else seems to switch on a dime, and it feels a little unnatural to you. What? Why is everybody just dropping it? I I thought we were going to finally take what was ours, which is the village. You know, I thought about it, but then I decided, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, same. Because you have these new friends, and they're all just a lot taller than me, and they have horses, and, and people are, are elves in their bras. <laughs> Bea, you are my number one always. You know that. Whatever you decide to do, I'll try to do it. But I'm feeling pretty chill right now, so I don't know if I can. Well, I'm not feeling chill. You got me all riled up, and this tall lady on the horse, she's, I'm sorry to say it, but she's magnetic, okay? And- <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that about you. What was your name again? Sister Thea? Thea. And, and I don't know if 
I have to go to the woods, I'm willing to do it, but I want to have an empower. I want to have one of my own. Oh, I want to feel it. Let's have an empowerment. <laughs> I feel like that at least perks up Cass's ears because the words, she used the word. Or am I still in the zone? It, it lasts for a certain amount of time, right? Brother Zane's spell. All of these effects from Brother Zane go away in one hour. One hour. That's a long time. So what is the effect Is the what is the what effect that I'm feeling from Brother Zane? Just that I'm peaceful? Or? It negates feelings of hostility or excitement. It's a spell called Calm Emotions. Mm-hmm. So I is that is that all my emotions or just my emotions towards him? In general. In general. You're just very in chilled general. out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Empower yourself, girl. That's what we're all Wait. about. Wait, empower myself? But earlier, everybody, you guys were ready to burn this place to the ground. And now, <laughs> now it's just up to me? Well, what do I have to do? Well, You've got I mean, this, Thea. You've got this. I believe in yeah, you. Yeah, we believe in you. <laughs> you know what would help? Take your clothes off. Yeah, take your clothes I was going to say that. Take your clothes off. All right. I'm doing it. Hang on. Oh. Dia starts. She's, doing she's getting it. out of it. She's got a little something underneath. She doesn't want it to flip open, but she'll pull that off too. Sorry, I just I wear this underneath just in case my robe flips open in front of the night bloom <laughs> before it's ready. Before it's ready. <laughs> is the night bloom just his dick? Like oh, I'm getting very God. nervous about the night bloom. You know, maybe it is like Guillermo del Toro's Shape of Water, where something opens and something opens comes up. through. You know? I don't like oh it. Oh my gosh. He says that it sends messages. So <laughs> heard that before. Message received. <laughs> okay. So by now you all have reached the tent and Sister Thea is disrobing as you walk. Um, and, and Sister Pluvius Rain has also run ahead and she's at the tent already. She's panting a little bit because she had to run to get there first. And as you approach, she looks up at Brother Zane with soft, serious eyes and says, Password? And he goes, Ah, you know who I am. Can I just come into the tent? <laughs> and she shakes her head and she says, Brother Zane, you told me. You have to say the password. So hot for you right now, Pluvius. His his cheeks get red and he looks over at Cass and you can tell he's like a little embarrassed. <sighs> he goes, okay, my mother wasn't a good mother. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cass just b- bursts out laughing at that. Because she's got passwords at Women Pow and they're, all, they're not that dumb. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Sister Pluvius nods sadly and, and opens the tent door. <laughs> he makes us do passwords that none of us can relate to, but he says that they mean something to him. Yeah. Last week it was, you're a no good deadbeat, and we didn't really understand that one. Mm. The week before it was, you're never going to amount to anything, son. And we're mm. all women, so we didn't understand that. Mm. We, we don't really understand the passwords. I see a pattern here. Sometimes yeah, he just yeah. Yeah, he'll just yeah. yell, any amount of body hair is a normal amount of body hair. Yeah. <laughs> it happens to all men. Stop yeah. looking at me like that. Yeah. We don't know what it is. He won't tell us. It's confusing. Yeah, yeah this, um, this is a common phenomenon back in our world, so I'm familiar. Oh. I'm familiar. What's the phenomenon? What is it? Oh, oh, um, it's something that we call toxic masculinity. Toxic. And toxic. It oh, toxic. toxic. usually the Wait. Smallest and saddest of men, which I have to say, he's very small. Yeah, he's very small, and he seems kind of sad too. Right? No, he's so sad. You don't yeah. understand. He's very sad. He cries all yeah. the time. Madam, should I call you Your Highness? I don't know. You're you're so majestic. Oh, you can just call me Cassandra Casterna. Cassandra. Well, if he's toxic, you know, when there's toxic plants in the woods, we have to root them out and get rid of them because the toxicity can infect the other plants. So, mm. are you saying Brother Zane is? T- Toxic? Yeah, for sure. <gasps> Definitely. Does nobody care about this? We have to... See, Thea, this is what I was telling... 
Never mind. I forgot. Yeah, I'm- I don't feel necessarily <laughs> hostile or excited about it, but I am identifying. I am cool it. as a cucumber right now. I will agree with you that he is toxic and needs to be removed. But like, I just At don't have point. the bandwidth to do yeah, that. Yeah, right like now. we'll get to it. What? No, no rush. You're just pointing it out. You're not even doing anything. In like, like 45 minutes, we'll get to it. Yeah. Okay. We don't have 45 minutes. But someone is that sad and that toxic, we got to do something now. And as Sister Thea tries to convince her calmed to the point of disinterested companions to do something, anything, about Brother Zane's toxicity, Sister Pluvius gestures for you to make your way into the tent, and you all feel a strong, mysterious pull to the night bloom that awaits you within. And with that, this has been another thrilling episode of RHOD&D. Yay, Heather and Christine! Thanks for listening to Real Housewives of Dungeons and Dragons. Want more RHOD&D? Head to patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd where you'll find detailed notes and video confessionals from our DMs, player character sheets, video versions of our episodes, our full-length behind-the-scenes podcast, Here's What Happened, live events, the chance to name an NPC and get a shout-out on the show, all of our upcoming mini-campaigns, bonus content, and more. Patreon.com slash housewivesofdnd. Follow us across social media at Housewives of D&D and send us your thoughts at housewivesofdnd at gmail.com. Our DMs are Valen Shore and Allison Zada, and our players are Riley Rose Critchlow, Elizabeth Ho, Liz Jenkins, Kosha Patel, and Nicole Weiland, with special guest stars Christy Wallace and Heather McKinney from Sinisterhood. Original music by Valen Shore and sound design by W. Alex Reeves. Real Housewives of Dungeons & Dragons is a joint production of Hags Media and Pacey's Creek, and is not affiliated with Bravo or Wizards of the Coast.